0: When I started out this, I was very, the food I cooked was quite different from now. I was very, you know, like typical healthy food. Everything was gluten-free and sugar-free and this and that, and I was was just, I'm so sick of that now. Uh, So I'm just, I just want to, I don't want to be near that at all now. So I'm very, very clear with my message that it's no finger pointing at all. People do their thing. I just want to be here for whenever they want some green inspiration.
1: Welcome to the Replanet podcast. I think it's fair to say that we're living in a time filled with unknowns. Sustainability is on everybody's lips, but too often the action stays just there at the lips. As we speak, the leaders of the world are gathering at the COP26 meeting in Glasgow to pave the way for our future existence expectations are high, as is skepticism that anything will really change. That's why I've been really looking forward to this conversation with Tess, who's decided to double down on one of the most critical areas we as humanity need to address to improve both planetary and human health, food. And she does it in a way that is just so inspirational. Not by making it a blame game filled with finger pointing, but just by inspiring people about what they choose to put on their plates. Tess is a food creator, influencer, and cookbook author, more known as Plant Based by Tess. She's on a journey to make vegetables cool and legumes sexy, and food taste really good while also doing good for people and the planet. She's a true source of inspiration for many people. And I just can't wait to have a great conversation with her. So let's go.
2: Hi, Tess. So glad to have you on the podcast. I've really been looking forward to this. Um, How are you doing today?
0: Thank you for having me, and I am very well. I'm in Rome, in Italy, and today it's actually raining, but it's um, which is a very typical Swedish thing to start to say that about the weather. But it's uh, yeah, I I'm, I'm doing very well. I'm having a great time here in Italy, and I am happy to speak with you.
2: Thanks. Yeah, it's it's true. It's um, if you don't have anything to talk to Swede about, you can always mention the weather. That's for sure. <laughs> so. Um, So you're this, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're this food creator and cookbook author, um, concept developer, while also running uh, a blog and an Instagram, which I've been following for quite a while now. And uh, I'm super impressed with that. Uh, It's called Plant Based by Tess. And uh, so just tell me about your your story. How did you end up in this
1: space?
0: So yeah, that is correct. That is what I do. And I actually started my, I I was, okay, if I'm going to take it way back, I was studying media and communications about, like, I I graduated six six or seven years ago, I think. And uh, during my, I had an internship the last, like, uh, six months at a Swedish food magazine because I love food and I've always wanted to write. I dreamed about being a journalist when I was younger. And then I uh, ended up at the food magazine because I, wanted to be, I wanted to write, want to work with food. I ended up there and I just realized, oh my God, people actually work with this to like create, create recipes and write about food and take photos and eat lots of food. And yeah, so I just, it was a world that I knew that I really wanted to be a part of. So once I graduated, I uh, started my own business and I started to do freelance work for them, for the food magazine. And then one thing led to another and I was I was actually sitting in my my parents' house in like uh, my pajamas, writing emails to people saying, "Hey, I'm here now. I can do this and this." And I made like a really cool, um, uh, like ending. Well, how do what do you say it? the uh, like um, signature on my email? So I it said like food trader, uh, re- recipe developer. So and I just sent lots of emails to people saying I can do this. Lots of ideas, and so and after that, one thing led to another and then i also got my first book contract so i wrote my first book uh, and then things just developed into what it is today really so i've been working with yeah plant-based food vegetarian food in the beginning but Then i transferred over to plant-based because that is what i like best myself and i think that is was that is what we need uh, more and more inspiration about so, yeah. And so, I'm, yeah, I'm doing the things to say and I just love cooking and eating and writing about food and taking photos of food and traveling to explore new kind of foods. And yeah, so it's pretty much all about food and things related to food really.
2: Yeah, that's uh, exciting. Uh, so you're this uh, kind of perfect example of this saying that goes, um, the stories we tell become the world we live in.
0: Wow so. I, I haven't heard that before that was pretty uh yes I guess so so I think that is my like my mission and what what drives me every day is that I um I can choose what I pretty much like get an idea of something I want to do and I just think about okay who would like to be a part of this and then I would reach out to that person and then quite often things actually happen so uh, it's great and and actually so food is it's been as you all know it's been changing quite a lot during recent years and in the beginning I found that cooking plant-based or vegetarian food was quite unusual and like food magazines and people I worked with were like oh but maybe we can add some maybe fish or something I was like no other people can do that I I'm fine with it but my thing is to cook plant-based and green food and uh and cut to today when it's that is what everyone wants, like companies that I would never think would do anything about like green food and plant-based food are actually contacting me because they know that this, this is the future and they have to be a part of it. Um, so it's very interesting how it's, how like everything in the year has changed until what it is today.
2: Yeah, really. I, um, so I first got into this space like two years ago while I was li- living in London. And, um, I can tell you like all the restaurants there, there was only their plant-based options. They were advertising like on the, on the, on the windows and, and on their menus and all of this. So it was, it was quite, when I first got into it, it was very, um, you know, I, I didn't know about this at all before, but then it was just this big, massive explosion of it, it was everywhere around me. And, uh, so yeah, it's, it's really been booming
0: yeah it has and even in italy so i've been i've been in italy quite a lot and uh, also like a few years ago i found that in like in the bigger cities there uh, there would be like quite a few veget- vegetarian plant-based, plant-based options and now when i'm in rome when i go to one of the uh, supermarkets and eco store that i used to go that i usually go to and buy uh, buy things they have like basically bigger Uh, more things than I would find in a like regular Swedish shop when it comes to like tempeh, tofu and all sorts of different funny like fresh vegan pasta and stuff so uh, things have really changed here too and it's yeah and I so and my thing is that I I don't want to like force everyone into becoming someone who eats plant-based food or vegan because I would not say I'm a vegan myself but I would like that people feel that uh, whenever they have plant-based food if even if it's like as a side or if it's something they have every now and uh, now and then or just once a week or every day I want it to be delicious and like easy to make and accessible for everyone so and that's my mission so I'm happy that there are more and more options and availability I guess for people to have this delicious food
2: yeah. Yeah. I can really, uh, uh, agree on that. Uh, you, so you've been one of the, my inspirations on this journey. I can, I can tell you
0: Thank and you.
2: having followed your work for a while now, I, I know that you can really make food come alive uh, and, you know, it's just booming with colors, energy, uh, the pictures you take, they just radiate, radiate this amount of love that you've I think you put into it, it seems like, how have you learned to do all of this? Like both the, the cooking itself of the plant-based because I guess you were, there were not so many plant-based chefs to, to be get inspired by.
0: Yeah, so first of all, thank you so much for your nice words. It really makes me happy because that's exactly what I want to like send out to people. So and I guess so the cooking part, I, I grew up in a family where food uh, was always very, very important. So we've had like so many like Friday fredagsmys in Swedish, which is like cozy Friday meals when you sit together with your family. And, and then we've had like uh, lots of weekend breakfasts and like picnics. And when someone has a birthday, it's like a huge thing. We have three course dinners and such and such. And during Christmas, we've baked a lot and stuff. So uh, food has always been something more than just something to eat, to survive. It's been like a social thing, and I always, I, I always liked to cook, and I did cook a lot when I was younger too. And then I did quite a few things because I've, I like creative things, and I, uh, I draw. I like made a few dresses myself, and I uh, draw a bit, and I made jewelries. And then I realized cooking is very creative, and that's when I just transferred into really like focusing on cooking and then this was like i started to cook and then i just realized that i really like greens and vegetables and uh, so if cooking is creative cooking with vegetables is super creative because like one single vegetable for example i i usually take like a pumpkin as an example if you have a pumpkin or a beetroot or whatever uh, you can imagine like you think about how many things you can make with a pumpkin You can cook the pumpkin into a soup. You can make it in the oven whole, or in pieces, or in slices, or in thin, thin, thin pieces. You can make a hummus of it. You can make patties. You can make desserts. You can make uh, even um, you can make like a powder of it and like sprinkle on things. So there are so many things that you can do with one single vegetable. And then if you think about how many vegetables you know of, you realize that there are quite a few opportunities or. Like possibilities to cook a really great and fun food so that's my main thing I think uh, that I think it's creative I think it's delicious I think it's fun I think it looks pretty Um, so I've just been doing it a lot and I guess things that you do a lot and also I like to eat out as well so I can get very inspired by for example a dressing I eat somewhere and then I can eat a pizza somewhere else and then I realize oh that this dressing plus plus the topping on the pizza i had will be very nice and then i'm going to serve it with a favorite bread of mine because it was very nice having something like to eat it with so a combination of lots of hours in the kitchen uh, of my childhood and of eating out getting inspired by other people mm.
2: Yeah, and you have this saying I read on your webpage that you're on this journey to make vegetables cool and uh, cool and leg- legumes sexy. Exactly, which,
0: uh... <laughs> that's my thing.
1: Yeah, and I, I think love, actually I that
0: has changed a lot too. Because, like, if you if you talk about beans, when I was younger, beans were like I, I would never want to have beans because it doesn't sound very nice. But beans are super delicious. And you can make so many things with beans and lentils and stuff. So. Um, it's, and also, I think, so uh, as I said before, I studied media communications uh, when I was uh, at university. And I think communication is super interesting and it's quite a big part of what I do, actually, since I am communicating this uh, to the people I reach. And I think it has, of course, also to do about like how you present things. And that is one thing when it comes to restaurants. Uh, where you can see some restaurants doing it in like one way and some restaurants in another way uh, when it comes to how you present the dish. So for example, if you go to a restaurant that might have different kinds of foods and then you would have like vegan burger, you would have like diff- different type of burgers uh, with like really digital, delicious explanations of what it is, then you would just have vegan burger and it doesn't say anything about like the flavors, what's in it or anything compared to if you would say like a, a juicy beetroot burger with truffle mayonnaise and pickled carrots that sounds very delicious but just vegan burger is like then people that don't see themselves as vegans might say oh that one's not for me because I'm not a vegan so uh, and that is like communication part and I think that's very important when it comes to also the future and how how we get people to try to or dare to eat more this type of food because we don't want to make it like exclusive for a certain group of people Um, and that's always also why i uh, why i call my food plant-based and not vegan because vegan for many people is very like closely uh it means one one thing and then plant based is more you can eat uh, like whatever you want one day fish or meat or anything and then the next day you can eat falafel and it's not a big deal um, so it's more like, um, not so many rules when it comes to plant space. It's just when it's, when we eat green food, it should be delicious. Yeah. I want to show how.
2: Yeah. That's, that's so cool. And I, 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 totally agree. The, um, the, the planet doesn't need, um, you know, a few perfect vegans. It, it really needs a lot of like millions of people to do something. And I, I really think that, um, the term vegan is you know kind of used uh, it's it's uh, it creates this binary uh, role where you're either 100% vegan or you're not vegan yeah. and i could really feel that myself when when uh, transforming into you know eating more and more and more plant based that i i wouldn't consider myself vegan because i'm not a like a political activist and i'm not like this which might be the interpretation of that word in some sense mm-hmm. But I, I, I wouldn't have any problem with putting more and more plant-based food on my plate.
0: Exactly. So I totally agree. Yeah. I, yeah.
2: So did you, did you grow up eating a lot of vegetarian and, or plant-based foods? Or where along this life of yours did, it, did that change and why?
0: I really did not. So my parents, my poor parents, uh, poor them, because they had, uh, I had two sisters and they love food too. But for like 18 years during my and my sisters like when we were growing up they had to eat like child food really because we didn't like anything that has had to do anything with vegetables so uh, i did not eat much vegetables at all very like like typical swedish like family food if you can say so and then i pretty much it sounds really ridiculous and like uh, like a cliche but i woke up one day during like high school which is quite late obviously I had some greens before, but I woke up one day during high school and just wanted to eat pretty much every vegetable I could think of. And from that on, it just, yeah, happened that I cooked more and then I realized this is yummy and this is yummy. And I think also uh, you have to, so if you're used to cooking like regular food, the food you maybe was brought up cooking, the traditional, I would not say maybe traditional Swedish, because we also had like, you know, Italian food and Chinese food and, all sorts of different kind of like uh, food, but uh, if you if you're used to that kind of food and you're just gonna transfer into a vegetarian and you see, like use substitutes and stuff, I don't think you would get the same experience as you could if you just think in another way from a plant-based perspective. Because you could of course just like make your traditional dishes and just ex- exchange to plant-based options, but when I when I make food when I cook. I have like a different mindset where I want, know like, want, uh, what nutrition I want in, what type of like textures, what flavors. And then I create a dish ab- upon that, instead of like thinking three pies, of so, like carbs, protein, and vegetables. So, and that is just my uh, personal, like, personal, um, personal way to do it, I guess. But I think uh, also like if you're gonna learn something new, Uh, as in maybe cooking more plant-based you would have to like put some time in it in the beginning and then it's not harder to make like a falafel than making meatballs or it's not harder to make a hummus than making a tzatziki or whatever so it's just about uh putting in some hours in the beginning uh, and then you will get a lot of things back from it i would Mm. say
2: it's a learning journey like anything else yeah exactly So you have to, to unlearn a few things and we're going to have to learn some new things. That's, yeah. that's right.
0: Easy peasy.
2: Yeah, easy peasy. So if I'm right, you're the the author of three books. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. So the New Green Salad, The New Green Protein, and then the last one is yeah. called Växtbaserat, I think. Or is it that in English as well?
0: Uh, yeah, then? actually, it came out in, in the U.S. Uh, like 10 days ago. I haven't seen it yet and in in the u.s so that's a book the last the third book is a book that i wanted to be like a manual for uh, like a bible for um, a plant-based bible for how you can create really delicious plant-based food so there's a few recipes in it but then it's also like yeah more of a manual like if you you're gonna make a salad you you don't need like six specific ingredients but you need six specific like ingredient groups Uh, So, for example, you want legumes, you want a few vegetables, you want some dressing and such. So it's supposed to be like a Bible for people. And I hope that that will make it easier for people to create their own dishes and be more creative in the kitchen. And and that one actually came out in the U.S. This yeah, 10 days ago, I think. And in the U.S., they changed the uh, the name of the book to, uh, I think, yeah, Plant-Based Cooking for Absolute Beginners. So that made me very happy because that title is exactly what I want that book to be. So that one is also out in English, but uh, yeah, the main the uh, original title is Basiat, uh, which is plant based in Swedish.
2: Mm, nice. Okay, and the um, and the other two books by uh, so the new green salad and new green protein. What are uh, what are they, they about? Uh,
0: they are so they are in Swedish, but have been translated to quite a few different languages. And the first one is so. I'm a huge salad fan. And when I say a salad fan, I do not mean like yeah, like you know like your typical side salad with lettuce and tomatoes and cucumber because that is really boring, I think. But I think that everything you put together in a bowl or in a plate could be a salad. So in that book it's that book is filled with like 30 different salads, everything from like rice salads to noodle salads to, to noodle salads to like baked salads to raw salads, and with lots of different dressings and uh, uh, like hummus and different um, spreads. So the idea is that you would get uh, like the uh, all the salads you basically need, and salads they can serve like for one person or for or like at a buffet, and then a few things to go with it as dressings and um, uh, like dips and things. And then the next one, the new protein was about uh well it started out because i uh, got a lot of questions the main question that i used to get was uh, i think this is great food i think it's yummy i love it but i don't get enough protein exactly and that is funny because like in general if you like a person who works out like as as a like i like a regular person maybe like a few times a week uh will not get like protein lack of protein by eating plant-based food they would probably get more nutrition than if they would just eat like what they eat before ate before so that was really very funny and of course if you're like a pro athlete then you would have to eat more protein but then you would have to eat more protein even if you had like uh meat and stuff so i was just very tired of this this sentence i don't get enough protein so then i made a book about um uh like about yeah everything from like breakfast lunch to dinner and sweets uh where i show that there are lots of protein in plant-based food um so it's so um yeah and it's and it's really like it's not a like lecture book uh, i did do a course in like um nutrition nutrition course to be able to write the book but it's more just like to uh, light up the um the um idea of having to eat like meat to be able to get protein because we don't have to, we can get lots of protein from legumes and nuts and seeds and cereals and stuff. So, yeah,
2: yeah. no, I know that's something the, like the need for protein is something that has been pretty exaggerated as well through Mm. marketing and an, an entire protein industry. So um, so uh, you're right, it's, you can get a lot of it from, from all of these sources, mm. the plant-based sources, and you actually don't need as much as they've been telling you for quite some time.
0: Yeah, and it's very funny as you say that lots of companies mar- are marketing their products as like added protein and protein in this and protein in that, like bread with extra protein. In, and it's just, that makes people think that they need so much protein. Mm. So yeah, we're absolutely tricked uh by the food industry in that way mm,
2: yeah it's not easy to be a consumer these days no, not at all no
0: and then we'll talk about the food so being com- com- uh, being com- um being a cons- consumer in like when it comes to food but then also like clothing and things you buy and like uh everything you do really in life you have to be so uh you have to know so much which i think make it hard for people and um, then it's easier to just, like, don't really care about it because it's so much information to take in. And I think that's a problem and a challenge, too, to, like, give people all the information they need without giving, like, too much information because then they won't have time or the energy to take it in. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's a yeah, challenge. Yeah, and
2: even, uh, even if you are, a co- like, a conscious consumer, then you can you go online, you try to find some information, and you can pretty much validate any. Th- hypothesis you might have so yes. it's, you also have to dig pretty deep to to get to the root uh, causes and and the, the the correct information so to say
0: yeah so, that's so it's true.
2: definitely not easy but uh one of your latest initiatives it's it's called plants plant based by sweden
0: yeah that was actually a dream project and it was me and my uh my photographer uh, photographer friend agnes uh, who's also on instagram and she's a great photographer and film uh, filmmaker and we uh, had this idea about traveling through sweden eating and documenting this thing um so and then we reached out to um visit sweden which is they work with the swede like the um yeah what, how, what would you say tourism? Work, tourism? yeah swedish tourism really yeah. Uh, and then we pitched this idea and said that we want to show that Sweden has so much like really great, uh, delicious, with all uh, delicious food, but also really cool food experiences and lots of people who work with really sustainable um, productions and restaurant experiences and such. So we reached out to them and. They really liked the idea and had lots of things they want to do too. So we really made a combination of uh, my and Agnes's dream and what uh, busy Sweden wanted to do and uh, needed to do because they had this project about like sustainable food food tourism. Because apparently they have been making like surveys. I don't know, not busy Sweden, but some some company have made surveys where uh, where they got the result that like one of the top countries in the world where people want to go to for the food is Sweden, which I found very surprising because I was like, I thought it would be like Spain or France, maybe, uh, or Italy, of course, but no, uh, Sweden, because people from abroad things look at Sweden, um, according to the survey, as a country with like strong, um, well, a good sense of like sustainable food uh, experiences. And uh, so we created this uh, documentary where me and Agnes traveled from quite north in Sweden, uh, all the way down to Malmö. And we visited eight different uh, restaurants, uh, farmers and different like food, um, food entrepreneurs and talked about plant-based food and what they do to create more awareness and like what they offer uh, and such. So it was one of the coolest thing I've ever done because those people are so extremely inspiring they offer extremely inspiring uh, experiences. And yeah, it was amazing. And then I, yeah, so me mean, I did this and it's now out and you can see it on um, on Mrs. Sweden's YouTube, I think.
2: Yeah, so it turned out this digital guide, right? The exactly. digital guide to to planet-friendly and delicious dining experience.
0: Exactly. So yeah, so that the the documentary I was talking about is like the uh, series with the uh, clips, like videos, and then the, accord like to that uh, as an extension, there is this plant-based by Sweden uh, food guide that is on my website where I've been testing, like like any like food guide, like the Michelin guide or whatever. Uh, not that I want to compare my guide to that guide, but yeah, you know, um, it's uh, places in Sweden that have really uh, delicious plant-based food, not only like all plant-based restaurants, but restaurants that can offer either all plant-based or just like, really great options.
2: Okay. That's, that's really cool. And I really think that people need that because you, you need some sort of inspiration to, to yeah. uh, move yourself into, into this space.
0: Exactly. And I've been, I've been like, I've put men down so many hours in my life researching for great restaurants and places, both back home and when I've been out traveling. And I just want to make it easier for people to find the best spots. Because also one thing that I find is that uh, if I, if I go to a restaurant and order a vegetarian or no, no plant, uh, plant-based thing, and then I get, uh, get a really delicious meal, but maybe it's way too little food or it's not like uh, composed in a way that will make me feel full for long, like maybe, might feel hungry like at half an hour after. I don't mind that much because I know that this is, this is good, but it could be even better. But what I feel is that if people that usually maybe don't eat plant-based, but they come to this restaurant and think perfect, uh, perfect time to take this dish since I don't cook this much at home and then they have it and they think it's good, but then they feel like they are hungry 30 minutes later. And that is the worst thing that could happen because then they all the like the beliefs they have when it comes to plant-based food will be like they will be like oh this is what I knew I it's yummy but I don't get I like I don't feel full from it so uh, then I want to show people if you go here here and here you will find delicious food that are actually really filling hearty and um, yeah you don't have to you can't miss it really
2: yeah 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 so um... Taking one step back from uh, from uh, the the food itself, um, I'm I'm super curious about you know human behavior change, which we've been talking about a little bit here and you know both on an individual and also societal and cultural level how do we change what we eat because it's so ingrained in us we uh, we we grow up we get raised in a certain way and and that just sits with us where it's it's hard to change yeah so i know and i know that from personal experience as well but i guess you've come across kind of a lot of people on your journey who have either been on on the totally other side of the spectrum like I have to have meat every single dish every every day of my life, to to people who are curious about testing things, are there anything that you've come across like that typically triggers people to to at least dare to try or put, adopt more plant-based foods on their plates?
0: Well, I feel like if you if you're trying to force people to do things, I think they will just don't even want to do it. So I think. Uh, And I think that is also maybe what is happening now that people are, restaurants have have like maybe uh, other dishes and they also have plant-based. So you can go to restaurants where you can also get meat and you can get plant-based food. You don't have to like take the decision to go to a vegan restaurant or to like, to go all the way. And I think that is a good thing because I, Maybe it's different for different people, but I, but I never would never recommend people to like over one night to go from eating lots of different like meats and yogurts and stuff to eating all plant-based because I, I think there might be a big step that would maybe won't last in the long run. So I think when people have opportunities and chances to maybe try a bit, uh, which, which many people have now because lots of restaurants and lunch places and supermarkets have great options. And I really don't want to say options, but you know what I mean. Uh, grand play with great plans-based things. So I think that's a main thing that it's easier, more accessible for people, and that they don't have to like make a huge step and like turn over totally. Mm. And that is also what I usually say, tell people when I when I'm out out like having lectures and stuff, and people are asking questions that try to like start with making being good at making like a hummus, and then when you know how to make a hummus. You can learn how to make, how to flavor it in different ways. And then the next week, you can learn how to make maybe veggie patties. And then maybe you start with the carrot one. And then when you feel comfortable with making this carrot patty, you can use maybe the same base, but you can add um, herbs or you can have like half the carrots, half beetroots. And then you do the same thing for different dishes. And before you even know it, you will have like a big repertoire of uh, components that can make up to d- several different dishes. So uh, I would say start a w- little by little and do it in your own pace because um, that's what's gonna last in the long run, I think.
2: Yeah, yeah so what you're proposing is kind of the stepwise approach where you don't yeah. necessarily mm-hmm. commit yourself to something that is perhaps too ambitious exactly. and you will feel that you fail as well, but mm-hmm. set yourself up for success
0: Exactly, and then, and then of course it's about like what your uh, what your main thing is. But I will say that don't see it as a like a rule or something you have to do. Do it because you want to. Because uh, if you if you do because you have to because it's a trendy thing or whatever, I don't think it would last either, and it would be hard to keep up keep it up. But if you if you really try to learn and do it because you want to and learn how to cook really great food because it's delicious, then I can promise that it won't even be hard. It won't it will be like the most natural thing in the world.
2: Mm. Yeah. And I I love your criteria of no finger pointing as well.
0: Yeah, I hate finger pointing also because I was actually, when I started out this, I was very, the food I I cooked was quite different from now. I was very, you know, like typical healthy food with everything was gluten-free and sugar-free and this and that. And I was, I was just, I'm so sick of that now. Uh, So I'm just, I just want to, I don't want to be near that at all now. So I'm very, very clear with my message that it's no finger pointing at all. People do their thing. I just want to be here for whenever they want some green inspiration.
2: Mm, yeah, I know this polarization really doesn't help, so no, um, not at all. That's really good. So um I guess the that my, my last question for for you that I'm really curious about is what's your your dream and, and, and ambition by devo- You're really devoting your life to this so um what, what's your dream with this?
0: that changes every day i can tell you (laughs) (laughs) i'm very so i um i want to have new things new projects going on all the time and i i really like to like uh, to start up projects and then i want to go to the next one so my main my main like challenge is to start up uh, start something up and then just keep it going before i just jump into something else but i so go i just want to um I just want to make it easier for people to have plant-based food, really. And I think that could be done best in many different ways. So via cookbooks, via TV series, via maybe uh, online courses and, um, uh, and such. So uh, my plan is just to uh, continue to do what I do. I have a dream of having uh, like an actual place sometime, uh, like a breakfast, brunch, lunch place. So that will happen, I guess, sometime in the future. Don't know when, though, but sometime. I'm coming. Uh, good. <laughs> yeah. Then I have one customer. It makes me happy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just continue what I do and find even more ways to reach people. Um, yeah.
2: And how do you think the... the- I, had,
0: I, I said to my friend yesterday as we were walking uh, to dinner here in, uh, in Rome that I, there's this uh, great uh, Netflix TV series called Somebody Feed Phil have you seen it no no it's great so this guy is this guy called phil from uh, from us and he's traveling the world eating so it's like a food series and he's going to like uh tokyo and to um tel aviv and many different big cities in the world eating meeting like locals and going to restaurants and nice restaurants and really like tiny restaurants in the middle of nowhere and um that is my like one of my favorite TV shows and that is like the thing my I think that would be my biggest dream in the world to like travel around uh, making a TV series about eating plant-based food at delicious places meeting locals learning how to cook new things so yeah that would probably that's today that is my answer Mm -hmm. that's my dream today
2: (laughs) nice I'll be (laughs) definitely be looking out for that on on Netflix and please do yeah I will So uh, Tess, thank you so much for uh, joining the the RePlanet podcast. I've really enjoyed our conversation.
0: Thank you. So did I.
2: So um, uh, best of luck in Rome and uh, please uh, make sure to upload pictures, make some new delicious recipes for us so that we can stay inspired.
0: I will promise. I I promise I will.